Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 32 of the Northwest Method Express. I'm Jonathan, and Tony is here again. And today, we're, we want to talk a little bit about we're making some revisions as we prepare to re-release the Fundamentals 101 online course. And it's all a lot about framing people's intentions and motivations as they move forward and the traps that people can fall into. And, and something that Tony has coined a term that I thought was really great was called the gumption trap. And so hello, Tony. And what is this gumption trap thing? Well, I, I, I didn't coin that term. It was coined long ago by uh, Robert Persing in the his famous book, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Ah, okay. He, he talks about it towards the end of the book. And well, gumption is the sort of the energy that that sparks, you know, somebody to do something mm -hmm. that initiates the courage to, you know, get into something. Right. And the traps is what throws people, people. Yeah. Yeah. It throws yeah. people off. It's the hangups and that causes the enthusiast, the enthusiasts to lose their enthusiasm. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's so many, I mean, there's a reason why a lot of home cooks don't cook the way maybe a few generations did ago. They, they fall into certain traps. Mm -hmm. And I think this is something that it's important to talk about with, 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 so I think we do by default with the live students, yes. so we put together the online course, the one-on-one -on -one course, but the, the, the live student will always raise their hand and ask a question, which allows us to do a little bit of a, you know, uh, a conversation on the side about maybe the gum, the, a trap or discuss yeah. What we just discussed in the in the previous podcast about what is cooking, what it's not, right. and I think it's important to have these conversations with somebody before they they take a course to to sort of lay out sort of look. We know what a learner goes through. I mean, we've taught a lot of people pros and non pros, yeah. and when they come to us and we have private conversations with them, we know what's kept them from doing an education seriously in the past, what still keeps them from taking the education seriously or doing it to their full potential. We, yeah. we know all these things, we witness it. So I think it's important for, for somebody that's gonna go into any education, whether it's with us or somebody else, to, to sort of better mentally prepare themselves so that they just go in you know, head first and don't fall into the traps that, that they've already fallen into. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't know what their traps are, but, but I think they do. They just haven't, haven't really given that much attention to it. Well, the thing is, I think for a lot of people, they, they know what the traps are, but they think that this time it's going to be different, right? Yeah, so that's right. They fall into those traps of, well, you know, on my new year's resolution, I'm going to work out every day yeah. and I'm going yeah. to lose weight, or I'm going to get up and I'm going to journal every day. I'm going to do these things. And they put so much pressure on themselves. They set particular milestone dates that they're going to start things. And it's all about, I think so much about breaking those routines, breaking those those traps of, of getting into being, you know, putting yourself in uncomfortable positions and being ready to fail. Right. Yeah. And, and well, yeah, I think the key word is this thing about fear of failure yeah. in the kitchen. 100%. And, and I, I understand, I get that one because when you're cooking, it's not as if you're drawing something and you show it to somebody and, and that person knows that you're not a great artist. Yeah. Right. They're going to say, Oh, okay. Well, good effort. 
But with cooking, even though people appreciate the effort, from the cook's point of view, you don't want your performance to fail because you know it's going to be judged. It's going to be eaten for crying out loud. It's going to be digested. It's going to somebody's body, right? So you don't want to fail because failure hurts. I mean, as chefs, we know that when we fail, it hurts. So we redeem ourselves. Like we go to the limits to be better. Just like any athlete, when they they have a bad performance, you know they're going to come back the next day with a much better performance. Well, chefs do the same thing. But cooks tend to throw in the towel after bad performance. So their first attempts at something, if it doesn't hit the bullseye, let's say they're trying to do a recipe to follow it to the T and it doesn't hit the bullseye, they get frustrated and sometimes throw in the towel. Yeah. So it's easy for them to quit. And, and there are solutions out there that allow them to quit. There is fast food. That's right. There, that's there are right. you know frozen pizzas. There's the whole thing that there's a cushion for them to fall back on. You don't have that luxury if you're learning how to play the piano or all that's these right. Right. Now, the thing is, they, they, they know the obvious solution to the fear of failure. And that is, well, first of all, you, you need essential knowledge of how cooking works. And you need also the practice of the essential techniques. So you have to accept failure. Yes. It's going to happen. It's inevitable because you're trying things for the first time. And with every practice, you know that you're going to get better. So you have to, you, you have to, you have to enter your kitchen with the courage of a warrior, because mm-hmm. that's what most people have done yeah. to become good at anything that they're good at, whether it's a support, whatever they, you know, they, they, they're not afraid of, you know, if they want to learn golf at shanking a few balls, they know they're going to do it. Yeah. That's going to happen. But there's this, this, this mentality of, okay, how do I, how do I hit a ball properly? I mean, I had a friend that started golfing when he was 45, 45, and he hated golf because his boss golfed all the time and he left him with a lot of extra work to do. Yeah. But he, we went to the, the driving range once. He goes, okay, let, let, let me try this. The first ball he ever hit, yeah. the first ball he ever hit went backwards. <laughs> he topped it and it went backwards. But here's the thing. For, he hit a ball really well. I think yeah. it was maybe his 10th one. And he goes, oh, that's a good feeling. Yeah. Today he golfs, I think every day. And he, I think his handicap is zero. I don't know how they do hand, they, 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 what yeah. numbers they use, but I think he, like he, 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 wow. he, he can, he can score it in the, in the, in the mid seventies. Yeah. yeah. Right. Develop that, yeah. that mentality that, okay, I know what I need to do to get good at, at this, even though, you know, the first time I did it and, and prior to it, I, I didn't like it. But the first time I did, I go, wow, this is crazy. Well, and it's funny what you, so I think the key with the gumption trap, right, is to go from how do we get from failure to obsession, right? Because that's really what it is. His first ball went behind him. Yeah. And now he's completely obsessed. And part of it is, you know, it's, it's so cliched, practice makes perfect, right? I mean, it's, it's all about getting yourself into, don't, practice cooking when you need to feed yourself you know that's not the time to do it it's just this you know it's the same as don't shop when you're hungry take time out of your schedule create a a time that you're going to develop your artisanal cooking where you're going to learn cooking doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be an outcome that you're going to feed people you know we even in in when we do in the fundamentals 101 when we do practices some of those practices are not meant to be a complete meal. Those are there to help 
build hand skills, to reinforce techniques, to help people understand the science, all these different things. But you would you could do it at two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. So. And, and, and the other thing besides practice to move you along, I mean, you're going to have setbacks. Yes. You're going to have things that didn't work out and you need to know why. Yeah, That's the key. Not knowing why is a frustration. But once you learn the why, then mm. you can go back to the practice and, and tackle it with a different mindset. So that's why, as we mentioned in the previous podcast, learning some science, yes, learning some chemistry is so important. That's why doing your research, digging in, you know, going back, let's say you're, you're doing an online course, going back to the videos, going back to the readings, any readings that are suggested, do them. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll bring up one of my, you know, an athlete that I, I, I can't stand. And I have no idea why this person doesn't know why he's not like Tom yeah. Brady. Yes. Now, Tom Brady, not the, the most gifted athlete of all time. No, nope. not even close. But this is what he does very well. He researches yeah. damn well. He uses his brain. He uses his brain to figure out his craft, to learn his craft. And he does this all the time. He does yeah. it better than the by far than the average pro athlete. Yep. And that's what's led him to a success. Yeah. You know, so sometimes the brain doesn't know what to do. Yeah. But if if your brain doesn't figure it out, it'll never know what to do. And, you know, it's I think that that is it's a fascinating point. And I think, you know, the disadvantages and advantages of taking courses online and in person you know, obviously there's a disadvantage that you, with an online course, that you don't have the ability to interact with an instructor. But one of the core benefits of taking courses online is just what you said a little bit earlier, which is being able to go back and watch a video again and again and again until you yeah. actually understand not only what's being done in the video, but you're training your brain and your hands to be able to do those things. It's like the amount of time that Tom Brady probably spends in the video room. Yeah. Now, he researches somebody that's going to be rushing him or whether it's a cornerback who's going to be covering his guys. He knows all these different things. And, you know, the biggest aspect that I see, we break it down into the plot points, which is for a reason, 30 seconds, watch it two, three, four times before you even try and execute it yourself. And yeah. if it doesn't work, go back, figure out, you know, what you've done. One of the things we talked about with, with our pro students that we're going to get them to do, right, is we're going to get them to have the work in teams and one person will videotape another person executing something. And then, the, you know, those pro students will have the ability to go back and see where, where things went well. Where did they hesitate? Where mm. can they be better? You could almost do the same thing as, as a home cook just to see how you're how you're executing your knife your knife cuts you know where's where's your hitches in your in your role all these different things that are you know techniques to help make yourself better and if you turn it into a craft if you turn it into an obsession then even if you make mistakes people around you are going to understand that you're learning yeah good point by the way what's the car that tom brady advertised a few years ago i think it was the dodge dart the dark, yeah, yeah, the dark. Yeah, you know, yeah. I have not seen one on the road. I have never seen one. I've seen more pintos and gremlins on the road since he did that commercial. Uh. And then he still wonders why, you know, people don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, well, anyway. Uh, you know, another gumption trap, I think, especially for the home cook, 
is constant, this constant search for the quick and easy. Yes. That could only lead you down a bad path. Yeah. Only that. And every time I have students that, you know, that, oh, I'm just looking for quick and easy dishes because I don't have much time. Well, that's the biggest gumption trap right there. I can't help somebody like that. Yeah. And we've seen the opposite. If you think about it, we've seen the complete opposite since, since you know, COVID lockdown. Yeah. The students that come to us now are looking for the long and hard. They're looking for details. Yes. When we tell them the details of cooking, whether they ask a question, you know, why do people do like that? We give them a bit of history. They're all years. Or yeah. we give them a bit of science. Well, why did that, why, why doesn't that work out? They're all years. So, People want the details and it's the details that will make you great at this craft or at least dig deeper. Yeah. Because until, if you're always looking for the quick and easy, you're always going to fall short of really understanding what this is all about, what cooking is really all about. I mean, the definition of cooking all of a sudden becomes one dimensional and maybe four or five words, but actually becomes three words, quick and easy. (laughs) Or even one word, microwaving, right? Yeah. But, I, you know, and, and it's funny because I think that one of the reasons that, again, people fall back to the quick and easy is because they quickly become overwhelmed. And we deal with that both in person in our, in our courses, but also online, because what we do is we break it into practices. We break it into chapters. And we do that for a reason. We don't want somebody to be focused on, okay, what am I going to get at the end of this? What we want you to do is... How am I going to get you to that point a little bit at a time, incrementally building and layering somebody's experience? But it, it makes to me, if you're going to want to learn cooking, it makes no sense to look for quick and easy solutions or no. a quick and easy education. No. To me, that makes no sense. The other assumption trap, and this is another big one, it's almost yeah. related to quick and easy, it's pretension. Yes. So... There are people that would, in the past, we saw this all the time, people that would come mm-hmm. to our classes are as foodies, Yes, you know, able to talk a little bit of talk, even though they're not walking the walk. So, you know what, you, stop right there. Just stop right there. Yeah. Humble yourself that and accept that you really don't know what you don't know, which is what we do as every teachers day. Yes, every, every day. day. We don't know everything at all. Actually, I, I admit now that I know less today at 61 than when I went to culinary school, especially yeah. when I graduated from culinary school. I said, ooh, I know all this stuff. I, yeah. I, I knew nothing. I yeah. knew nothing. You know, the, and another gumption trap is improper tools. But the, the importance of having good tools, a sharp knife, 99% of people right now in their homes don't have a sharp knife. Oh, absolutely not. Even if they have a good knife, they bought a very quality, high quality. They, it's probably, that hasn't been sharpened in years and it's a dull knife. And you can't, the frustration that comes with using bad tools, a pan that's not of high quality, especially yeah. if it's stainless steel, but it's not high quality, food stick in it, yeah. you're going to throw in the towel. And, and there are strategies for, I mean, you don't, people don't need to spend thousands and thousands of dollars. There are strategies that you can use to use. If you want to use a, you know, a decent quality knife, you can get a decent quality knife for less than a hundred dollars. Sometimes. I mean, one of the greatest investments for people is to take some time and even go to a thrift store where you can find good quality pans that people 
who have thrown in the towel, who fall into the gumption traps, end up donating. Yeah. Garage sales, all these different things. The other thing too is related to tools is that so often people will buy expensive knives, they'll buy expensive pans, and they think that that gives them a leg up on being a great cook. No, they still have to know how to use them. You still have to know how to use yeah. it. Yeah. You know? and, and the other thing that people are not using as much as they, it's maybe our ancestors uh, relied on, is the senses. Yes. Again, wh- how long, what temperature. They're not using their, their eyes, their nose, their, their taste buds, even their touch to figure mm-hmm. things out. So I, 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 I think... You know, sometimes you just, we have to do this all the time with our students, you know, taste, taste, taste. They come to us, chef, is this season well enough? Well, what, what do your senses tell yes. you? So their, 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 their senses have been sort of put on hold or they're sublimated, but it's time yeah. to reawaken them. And, and the last thing, I think this, is the, and this really goes with our pro students, mm-hmm. is this lack of self-discipline. Yes. I mean, if you're if you're waiting for somebody to push you to coach you, but to actually discipline you like a drill sergeant to push mm-hmm. your limits, mm-hmm. it's like losing weight. You're not going to do it properly. It's got to come from within. That that self discipline has to come from within. So yeah. that's a hard one to actually tell a human being because what you're trying to what you're saying to them is like you know, could you please say bye bye to your excuses? Yes. We're talking about feeding yourself here. Or if, if you're going into the pro, you know, you want to become a pro, you're talking about your career here. Your excuses are, are going to serve no one. No. They're no. not going to put food on the table. So slap some cold water, you know, and tighten that belt and really get to work here. And, you know, and I think that that's, that comes back to, you know, the self-discipline is making time in your routine, in your in your week, it doesn't have to be in a day, in your week to make an effort to just cook. Don't cook for dinner, don't cook for lunch, don't cook for breakfast, just cook and have a have a great time doing it. I mean, I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna, you know, I don't know whether Gord listens to this or not, but but one of our new, you know, since COVID, does, one of our in, does. does he? Yeah. So hi Gord. Yeah. Um, but Gord is one of our best in-person, but also online students because he pre-COVID was about to retire, decided during COVID that he was not going to retire, but he decided that he was going to do, start to do things for himself in preparation for retirement. And one of those things was he was going to learn to cook. And he has been taking almost every single one of our in-person classes and he just finished in the last month or so our, our Fundamentals 101 and is moving on to the 201. And, 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 and yeah. he loves the details of cooking. Like when we talk about the science, especially the history, he just yeah. left me a, a book about the history yes. of civilization. Um, I started reading it last night. Thank you, Gord, for that. But yeah, look, we know, everybody knows that you're, you're, more, you're a more value to yeah. another human being, to family and friends, if you know how to cook, then if you don't. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, everybody knows that. I mean, when I went into cooking when I was 27, I already had two kids. Because yeah. I knew I would be a more value to my family yeah. if I knew how to cook much better than if I didn't. Now, I also chose to make this a way to earn my to earn a living. But my actually, one of my, my incentives is that, you know what? I can't compete with my wife as a parent. What yeah. can I do better than her? You know what? I think I can cook better than her. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, that being said, she still makes a better tomato sauce than I do. But yeah, at, at least I can I can contribute something under under the roof because yeah. I I can't read stories. I would fall asleep within five minutes. But at least that's something that I can't really balance the checkbook. You I can't. can't. I can't balance. The I really can't. I really can't. I'm, I get I very I'm... nervous going to the bank. <laughs> but but the thing that going back to Gord though is that for him he created an obsession, and the obsession is not to be perfect. The obsession is to learn and to learn, strive yeah. to. Be yeah, yeah. How, how, how can, we, can we put this in a pill? Can we put that I, in a pill? Well, and that's the thing. The enthusiasm that, just to learn. Yeah. Wow. But the great thing for us, the advantage that we're going to get out of this is that he actually is going to be volunteering after he retires, helping with our in-person classes. And I think that for, for us, I hope that that rubs off on other students so that they, they become as, as obsessed as he is. And, you know, he just, he, he just wants to learn. And that's the, you know, that's all we want is we want people to want to learn. We're not trying to get it so that nobody ever goes and eats out again. What we want for, for people to do is to become better educated on the food that they make and the food that they consume, whether it's in their home, at a friend's place or out for dinner. So. Well, it, it, it's one of the beautiful things in life, learning something new, whether it's a, a bit of information, yeah. a piece of information, or it's a skill. Yeah. And, and with cooking, I mean, you're, you're actually sharing that learning with other people. So it, it's worth it. Let's put it this way. Learning how to cook is darn worth it. Yes. It's darn worth it. Absolutely. Oh, you know, 100%. And one last thing that I'm going to say before we close this one down, Tony, is that there is, there's an exercise that I think that would be very valuable to people and in, in a journaling exercise, mm -hmm. take the time. And it's not about I mean, you know, you talk about saying, you know, the, the best cookbook that you ever read is the one that you write yourself. And I think, journaling about what it is you're doing you're not writing a cookbook necessarily but you're journaling your experiences and improvements and all the different things that are going to that are going to move you forward to be a better artisanal cook and i i think that's all we could ever ask from anybody yeah and with that Everybody, I think that we're going to call it a day. So thank you again for listening to episode 32 of the Northwest Method Express. Jonathan and with Tony, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you wanted to find out more information about the school, you can check us out at nwcav.com. Or if you want to find out about our online courses, you can go to the northwestmethod.com. Catch you next time. Bye-bye.